Today's show is brought to you by Vinyl Me Please. Join the Record of the Month Club at joinvmp.com slash songspodcast. Hey everyone, before we get into the episode, I do want to give you a friendly reminder that each and every episode comes with a unique playlist via Spotify or Apple Music. You can go to songspodcast.com or scroll down to the description of this episode and click on a link to the playlist, Apple Music, Spotify. They are there for you to experience the songs that we talk about on each and every episode. Thank you so much, and let's get right to it. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Songs for the Moment, where every moment has a soundtrack. I'm your host, Glenn Rodriguez, and always with me is Sean Hebert. How you doing, buddy? Doing really good, man. I'm loving the Sunday off. Um, had a nice little morning, and I'm ready to get into the show. It's going to be a good one today. We are going to be talking about the Fire Festival documentary from Netflix. I'm going to kind of touch base on the Hulu one as well. Um, and we're also going to talk about an upcoming Michael Jackson documentary coming out that might make people uncomfortable, uh, which is in very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm can't wait to hear more about it. And as voted by you, we are going to do album spotlights. Um, both of us are going to choose an album of our, what we love, and we're going to pick five songs from the album and talk about it. And, uh, it's a it's a new concept. This is gonna be so it's always gonna just gonna be the same artist and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um I'm actually very surprised uh that this um was popular, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Um also it was really hard for me to pick an album. Um but then I looked over at my record player and whatever was sitting on it was like perfect for me to talk about because i've literally had the same record sitting on my record player for like a month yeah 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 which by the way i don't know if you should do that just like leave a record on the player (laughs) it gets dusty probably well no it it has a cover but like i don't know if it's good like will it warp if it's just lying there i don't know i don't know gotta you gotta i've been following a lot of vinyl people on youtube so i should probably ask them that question Mm -hmm. all right so let's get into the fire oh before we start actually i I do want to say if you like this show a lot and you and you you listen every week leave us a review on uh on uh, apple Podcasts, five star review tell us why you love it let the people know it helps us with our rankings and more people will be able to listen to us or wherever if if you can leave reviews wherever you listen to your podcast that would do us a big favor we would love you for that um, but let's get into the news. Let's talk about this fire festival documentary from Netflix, the greatest party that never happened. Um, what was your first like <laughs> impressions with, with, with this? Uh, well, when I saw that, that when I saw that Netflix put out the documentary, um, I was like, Oh, that's cool. Because I heard, I had heard about the news when it was coming out. Um, but I didn't really follow it too closely. Um, cause I was of the mindset, um, and somebody said it in the documentary, um, it was a really good quote from somebody that said, uh, 
you know, well, what do you think about the fire festival thing? And it's like, oh, well, I think if you had thousands and thousands of dollars to spend on seeing Blink-182 on some island, then this is Darwinism at its finest. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was, um, I, I think that was, uh, what's his name? Um, Ron Funches, by the way. Yeah, so I kind of agreed with that a little bit um, until I saw the documentary and I saw how fucky everything was. Oh, my God. Like, I, I only watched the Netflix one because I don't have Hulu, so I didn't watch the Hulu one. Um, I intend on doing it. I just haven't yet. But the Netflix one was great. It was like two and a half hours, but I was like completely engrossed in it. Yeah, man. It was, there was just a lot to it, a lot of moving parts. And I just couldn't believe, like, I knew it was all fucked, but like how fucked it was, it's insane. Like, just the little things. Like, and, and by the way, they could have avoided a lot of this. A lot of it could have been easily fixed. They could have just canceled it. They could have just canceled it and been like, listen, we got to, this is bigger than we thought. We need to revamp. You know, we need to find a better place. They could have fixed this so well and it could have happened. It could have happened, but they didn't because they were just too, well, as we found out, um, Billy McFarlane is a uh, crook. So like he was extorting money from, you know, uh, uh, investors and, 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 you know, it just it's so ridiculous like i get the dream everyone has a dream to do something crazy and to do something over at the top but just the the fraud of all this and and not just the people that went or the people on the island that got that got fucked the the people who worked on the back end at in in their headquarters in new york yeah lost their jobs or never got paid the the sad that like like the two saddest things to me are the, the the workers that help them do it on the island they never got paid and and the fact that because the fire festival went so badly the app suffered the idea of the app that they had was fantastic yeah. you could book talent on an app as and they had their rates on there and that like you know, it would it was going to change the booking industry, and I think that they had they were onto something there. But because this was so mishandled, that's never going to happen. I mean, I guarantee somebody's working on something similar. Ja Rule's already invested in another one, right? But who yeah. wants to work with him, even though he claims exactly. he has nothing to do with it? He's in so much of that footage on that Netflix documentary that, like, you can't tell me that they said that they wanted to sell what ten thousand tickets. Yeah. You can't tell me that looking at a Google Maps image of that first island that anybody on this planet would think that that many people could fit on that island. It had no infrastructure. It was a runway with some trees in the ocean. (laughs) Pretty much. There was no buildings. There was no plumbing. It it just doesn't (laughs) work like that. Um, So the... There's two different things in, in both documentaries. And the, the one on Netflix had that guy who was a pilot who learned from Flight Simulator, which still makes me laugh from here. Yeah, that. that was awesome. That dude was so <laughs> fucking awesome. He was yeah, one of the best parts of the documentary. But I feel like he was starting to have doubts right there in the early going. And there was a guy on the Hulu documentary um, that wasn't interviewed on the Netflix one that worked closely that kept telling Billy and everyone not going to work 
gotta you gotta rethink this just kept kept telling them and it just didn't work out that way obviously um they he didn't listen and you know it, it's it's crazy how many people started to like figure this out and that it wasn't gonna work everybody yeah. knew it wasn't a good idea dude <laughs> um one of the 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 fun things about this documentary is like finding out how far people will go to help someone else and it's also one of the saddest parts of the documentary in an ironic way like so that guy that investor or that dude that knew billy who came to the island and helped and like you know was taking taking a lot of the hits and and all that i forget the guy's name is an older dude um is when the water was locked up by customs oh my god dude that has made meme history yes it has yes that it shit has. is so funny <laughs> and so if you haven't seen this i i spoil alert it does this it's a documentary you're gonna learn you're gonna hear a little bit from us but you need to watch it so there's a part of the documentary where the guy that we're talking about is telling a story about how the water was locked up by customs it was like all this water for for the festival and billy calls him and is like listen they have it locked up you are favorite little gay man or old gay man or whatever he said. Uh, you need to take one for the team. You need to go suck this dude's dick. I'm going to say it out loud because that's how it was. Yeah, because that's exactly how the dude that we're talking about <laughs> said it. Like, I'm not yeah. even going to lie yeah. and say that we're trying to make it sound harsher than it was. No, this dude. <laughs> and he was he pre- it. Pre- prepared to do it so much to the fact that he went back to where he was staying, got a shower, put some out some gargled some mouthwash tidied himself up smelled nice whatever looked nice presentable drives down to the customs office and was prepared to do the deed it's just like yeah and the dude's like no i'm not gonna make you do it and then you know he signed over the water or whatever but he wanted to be paid first um out of the deal which is totally understandable yeah Um, he's like once this thing happens we want our our payment you know shit's fucked up when the people that are letting the water into the country are like trying to be like hey make sure you pay us yeah yeah and it's like i commend that dude for like for two things one being completely honest and telling that story on camera right right like that that's i wouldn't be able to tell that story like i wouldn't be able to look myself in the mirror um two um i commend him for like believing in someone so much like you really think the guy's doing a good good thing or you know you really want to help like that dude will go to bat for anyone it seems like not anymore probably he probably learned his lesson Mm -hmm. but um it's just crazy how people will go how far they will go to do things and it showed a lot in this in this this whole situation dude the end the the uh the ending of the the thing was amazing too how even out on bail he was still running scams yeah 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 the new york ticket thing oh or my VIP god thing. yeah that was great yeah. but yeah, yeah anyway the fire festival thing you know it's not like new news but it's definitely um come back up in a big way which this kind of segues into something we want to touch on which is michael jackson is apparently having a documentary made, not like he's having it made, but like there's going to be one made about the whole accusation thing and they've had screenings and apparently it's really, really shocking. That's, I mean, 
we were talking about this off off air about how you know you said it hollywood and the entertainment industry as a whole is full of monsters and this this story's been around forever back when i was young we we were both younger like we oh were way younger like, yeah yeah so this all these accusations have been around for a long time and we're finally going to get to hear the stories of these kids um who were who were apparently sexually abused and you know there's a lot of people out there that say that it was the parents of these kids who were just trying to extort money from michael or that he actually did it we don't know obviously because the man's dead and we'll never we'll you know we'll hear one side of the story basically um yes he was you know went to trial for it and all but i only remember how that trial i guess he wasn't found guilty um i think he to be honest with that i'd have to read up on that whole thing which is why i'm honestly glad that the documentary is going to come out because i'm sure yeah. that they're going to have um a lot of facts in there that people might not know about or just stuff that we should know about but we were really young when that was happening yeah and i know on the show we've talked about the whole you know separating art from or the accusation or the person it's right. it's such a tough fine line to cross and i know some people are going to be that way even if they watch this documentary you know they're gonna have one opinion or the other and uh it's just a hard thing because it's michael jack one of the greatest if not the greatest artists of all time um to some people he is the greatest some people he's up there in the conversation um obviously talented obviously all that but like does that excuse like that if he really did do this does that it's it's tough it's i i don't even want to talk go that far with it because it's just like it's the line it's just so there fine. was there was an article there was an article headline that i read that um don't let michael jackson's fame blind you to facts true and that's something that i don't really think that anybody has a problem with nowadays yeah 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 um, because it seems like um, fame doesn't mean anything uh, because I think there's some people that are being accused and not everything they're being accused of is true and they're pretty much cast out immediately upon the accusation. Yeah. You know, like uh, the Aziz Ansari mm-hmm. thing. Didn't a lot of that, didn't a lot of that just like straight up not happen? I'm not too sure. I know... Um... I'm trying to think of a celeb that kind of got accused of something, but nothing really came out of it. I mean, I'm not talking about like Eric Weinstein or anything like that. Dude's a complete scumboot. Oh yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, fuck him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Harvey Weinstein <laughs> he, is an asshole for forever. Yeah, yeah. Har- I said Eric Weinstein. <laughs> Never mind. That's a completely different person. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Isn't Eric Weinstein the dude from Entourage? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. But yeah, anyway, like the like I said earlier, the entertainment industry is filled with monsters, you know, and it's cool that a lot of this stuff is coming out. Um and I think that the Michael Jackson thing is going to be cool to watch because it did happen when we were so young and we don't really know a whole lot about it, but we, we've always grown up with that stigma around Michael Jackson, but I can guarantee you most of the people we know couldn't tell you like five solid facts about that case. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a, 
I can't even put the words like I'm looking at reviews of this that people have already seen it and people are giving it thumbs down saying, uh, you know, Michael's innocent. So it's a lot of people going to bat for him. I'm guessing a lot of people haven't seen the documentary <laughs> yet. So isn't it just like in festivals right now? There was like private screamings, pr- screamings. There was uh, private screenings. Yeah. Um, and there was like press there and stuff. Gotcha. So there's like reviews, but it's not out yet. It's coming out in a- on uh, HBO later this year. Uh, probably, if I had to guess, probably springtime. Okay. Yeah, that's it's so crazy. Um, that we're finally getting to see this stuff, and I'm glad that they're not going to, you know, um, what's the word? Uh, I'm glad that they're not leaving anything out. They're just gonna, you know, put it all out there, and then I guess leave it up to us to decide if he's guilty or not i guess that's we're the jury and but we'll never really truly know you know it's it's definitely controversial it's definitely something that we will keep an eye on and all these reviews on google man every single one is just calling it out lied liars mockumentary i'm really 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 thinking that a lot of these reviews are are fake like people you think they're like paid uh hype reviews no, like creating hype no nah, maybe like rage hype. or maybe it's just fans of michael that are just you know blinders on and not trying to see both sides you know um i'll leave it at that right it goes into more and more than that but like, okay. i'll leave it at that but yeah so that's our music news section uh we're gonna take a quick break and then when we come back we're gonna be back with our album spotlight right here on songs for the moment and we are back right here on songs for the moment where every moment has a soundtrack now we're going to get to the albums that we picked for album spotlight so how this is going to work like i said on the top of the show sean and i picked an album different albums obviously that we like a lot and we're going to talk about five songs that we highlighted off the album that we love the most so sean will you do the honors of going first yeah, I'll go first. My uh, album that I picked is uh, A Great Big Pile of Leaves, You're Always On My Mind. Um, this album's been on my record player for quite a while. Um, and it, it it's the last record these guys put out, and I've been waiting so long for a follow-up, but it's such a perfect album. And the it's funny because we were going to do five songs, and the first five songs on this record in a row are perfect they flow really well they're really catchy them you'll they have little like, vocal parts that you'll be just they're little earworms you know yeah um it's really really well written like uh indie rock kind of music if you're into like uh into it over it stuff like that um yeah the first song is called snack attack <laughs> um i like it a lot of the songs on this record are um like really silly titles and at first uh, glance you might think that they're about like some really childish stupid thing um when in reality it has like a uh, a lot deeper meaning so uh for example like um this song snack attack uh if you read the lyrics you're like this is definitely about like a pizza place that doesn't deliver late at night <laughs> you know but if yeah. you actually read into it and analyze it, it it's a it, it could be a mis uh not misinterpreted but interpreted as like a like a relationship breakup 
kind of song. Okay. Yeah. Um, great song. Really, really catchy. If you play guitar, you should learn it because it's not that it's like four chords, five chords, and it's really easy and fun to play. Um, yeah. But uh, Great Big Pile Leaves Snack Attack is the first song on the record. You're always on my mind. Sweet. I'm definitely going to listen to that. I, I like the idea that it can be interpreted a different way. Yeah, a um, lot of the songs on the record are like that. I dig it. So the album that I picked, um, it's, this was hard because I was preparing when we put the poll out. I was like, all right, so if this wins, I know I'm going to... I know what song I'm going to put on the the guilty pleasures one or whatever, but for the, for the album, like I've been listening to this cause we've been talking about it the last few weeks. I feel like it, it, the, the name comes up or I posted on Twitter about it the other day. So I'm going to talk about Daft Punk's random access memories, which is an album that I still need to get on vinyl. It's one of the albums I can sit and listen to front to back. No complaining. It's so good. Have you heard it, it on vinyl yet? No, I've only heard, um, I haven't heard it in person in vinyl, if that makes a difference. Like, I've heard someone rip the vinyl, like, put a camera as the vinyl was playing, but, like, hook their audio into their computer to record it on YouTube. So, no, I haven't heard it on vinyl yet, like, on good speakers. I I have not. Dude, it's so good. Um, I, I don't, I don't doubt it. Cause it's, it's <laughs> just I don't to have know it. my neighbor has it and I've, and I've listened to it. It's, it's, it's an incredible, incredible thing to have on vinyl. Cause that, that album not only is like really good, it's like a really good record as far as like songwriting and all that, but it's engineered very well. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons why I love it so much is because they take a step back from their usual just pure electronic edm you know and you know homework and discovery are really good albums very good albums and like you know their live record they put out and then like the soundtrack to tron's really good but like this was a complete like 180 from what they usually do real instruments uh guests you know musicians uh, and we're going to get into some of them here. So um, the first song is, I believe, the second song on the record. It's called The Game of Love. And it's just this, you know, very chill. It's a great driving song. A lot of these songs yes, are actually good driving songs. But this song in particular is a great driving song. And, I, and it just, and I'll, and I'll, I'm known to talk about where I lived in LA a lot only because it's just a magical place to me. And, and it's something you have to experience. But like, listening to this album if you close your eyes it'll take you to that kind of place and just at night and just driving with my friend either me or him driving um you know through beverly hills through santa monica through downtown la through hollywood wherever we're driving because we need to get out and you know it's midnight and people are still around and it's just it's crazy like this is the stuff we would listen we would listen to this record a lot and this song in particular it's just it's chill uh, I listen to this one that's a lot uh, as well when I'm just you know trying to relax or whatever so uh, the game of love Daft Punk yeah that's a great great song uh, the instrumentation on that record is awesome it's, it's so best. good um, but yeah my next song is the second song on You're Always On My Mind by The Great Big Pile of Leaves the song Flying Fish uh, like 
all the other songs on this record it has a really good vibe um it's one of those songs that could remind you of summer um it you could interpret it as like you know being a little fish in a big pond um or if you like really read into it it kind of ties into the theme of the first song if you kind of make that connection um of like wanting to start dating again after a failed relationship Mm-hmm. Um, it it's it, it's just so catchy. Like this this entire record, just like you know, I'm fading in these songs as we're talking about them. But really, definitely go to the playlists. Um, we're gonna put like you know probably like half of each record on this playlist. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I've been listening to this nonstop, and I cannot wait until they release a new record. They've been posting pictures of like them building a new studio on their Instagram, and I just want them to put out like whatever they have. <laughs> I love it. Oh man! So, I'm trying to think of where I want to go with this. Okay, since I've talked about this song a lot on on the show, I think I've had it on a playlist before, but it's been a while, so I'm gonna bring it up again. Um, only because it's one of my favorite songs off the record. It was really hard to pick the five that I wanted to put on here. Um, and this one's called Insta Crush. Features the lead singer of The Strokes, Julian Casablancas. Um, this is another song that is a very good driving song. It definitely feels like a summer song for sure. Uh, this whole album feels like summer. And uh, it's just, it, it's definitely got that like synth wave type feel to it too. Um, I love Julian's vocals on this. Um, I'm a big fan of the Strokes. I really like the Strokes, and I know they're they're back out. You know now um, they're going on tour this summer. And I think there's a new record coming, so that's cool. It's been a while since we had a Strokes record, and uh, I I was really pumped for this this collaboration, and they knocked it out of the park. Um, I I like the the lyrics to the song, kind of like explain this guy who is like kind of it's like a love triangle basically so um it's got a deep meaning and it's just all around i've talked about it so many times i'm not going to get into it as much so instant crush featuring julian casablanca's yeah great song um my next one is called uh pet mouse um it's a really simple song uh it sounds basically like you know he uh moved into an apartment and uh there was a mouse there and they're starting to (laughs) get along over the course of time he doesn't really mind him anymore but uh if you read into it a little bit more i guess you could like draw that like you know he's settling into a more adult life because like there's a whole other subset of uh lyrics going on in the song other than the mouse story if you really listen about listen to it but yeah the whole record's great and it's kind of silly like the 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 album cover is like a box of pizza a, a beer can a skateboard <laughs> yeah it's a really fun album um they're incredible live i saw them before this record came out i saw them at the church in philly uh their album before this was really good too it was called uh, have you seen my prefrontal cortex um great great record and uh they put on a really really good show they sound perfect live definitely want to check them out i i know you've talked about them a couple times on the show already so it's definitely a band that i need to see 
Um, you said that they're working on maybe a new album. They're putting together a studio or whatever. Yeah, they've been kind of teasing the fact that they've been working on new stuff, but at the same time, like the drummer will always post like the you know the studios coming along really good and stuff. So I'm just hoping that sooner or later I get new great big pile of leaves because it's been a long time since 2013. Yeah, man, that's uh, that's ages ago. It feels like um, it is. <laughs> All right, so the next song on my list, everyone knows this one, but I want to go into it a little bit more because if you have Spotify or you have I, uh, or, uh, Apple Music or you just go on YouTube, um, they do these, they did this whole like mini documentary type thing for this record, Random Access Memories, and they interviewed all the collaborators with, with Daft Punk. Obviously, they didn't interview Daft Punk because they're robots and just you know who wants to talk to robots all the time you let their genius be their be themselves um the way pharrell williams talks about his collaboration and the music that he created with them it's it's beyond words man it's i just love the way he talked about it and just like he kind of like played into the story of you know the two two dudes are robots and stuff and um how you know he went over there recorded get lucky and then came back uh, back home and they said they gave him a pill to kind of like take off the ease of like I guess the jet lag or whatever and then like he came home and forgot half the things that he did over there so like <laughs> it was a really interesting little interview but um, get lucky I remember when they teased this song on an episode of SNL was a commercial and like it was just a music video it was, it was like you know uh, Pharrell you know yep. doing his singing you know the robots playing the instruments and uh, Nile Rodgers you know the great Nile Rodgers on guitar and it was just like this little clip and everyone went nuts I remember social media just going insane like a new Daft Punk and it doesn't sound like Daft Punk you know right and then like they did the same thing at Coachella where they played a little bit longer of the of, of that song and then Get Lucky finally came out and I remember I was in LA when it came out and I remember that radio station that played it they played it like four times in a row because people kept calling in, play it again, play it again, play it again. It was one of the biggest songs, or if not the biggest song that year. And I mean, it won a Grammy, the album won a Grammy. Like it's such, it's, it's a song that yes, it would be a big pop song, a big pop, you know, anthem, a summer song, a club song, a dance song. And it, it like, you know, it, the biggest hit of the, of the decade or whatever it could be, but it's actually a really good song. <laughs> it's really really good because usually a lot of these pop songs they're just like yeah not my kind of thing not my style but this song is it's a jam it's a complete jam and it's got nile rogers on guitar yeah and, the song uh, was everywhere when it yeah. came out yes sir it was my ringtone when it came out i remember buying <laughs> that shit i was like i had to get it um biggest hit off the record obviously uh you can't really talk more about it because it's pretty much what it is but it's it's a jam and i still listen to that song and it's still good i mean i like the other song that pharrell was on um that's not on the list uh lose yourself to dance it's a little repetitive but it's like it's actually a good song but this one's a lot better for sure so get lucky if you haven't heard it you've been living under a rock <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly um i remember when that song came out uh i was working in a retail environment and when you work in retail you listen to top 40 radio so that song was on constantly um but yeah my next song is the song slumber party by a great big pile of leaves uh Again, really catchy, and it's about what it sounds like 
I mean, like, hey, won't you join me? Let's have a slumber party. Hey, won't you join me? Let's have a slumber party and go midnight swimming. <laughs> midnight swimming, it's more fun with a friend. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, but it, it's it, it's a total earworm song. Just like their songwriting is so simple, but you'll like if you you can listen to it once and instantly have a melody stuck in your head. Um, that's what I love about this band. All their albums are really really good and um, just really good vocal melodies um, and songwriting. Just keeping it simple, you know. It's not like it's not because. I like listening to this band because it, it kind of balances out uh, like a lot of the heavier stuff I listen to that's like uh, not as structured, you know? You could yeah. say it's like riff salad. <laughs> riff salad, I like it. And this has a lot more structure to it. But yeah, Slumber Party by a Great Big Pile of Leaves. I dig it. So, um, I'm trying to decide because I guess I'll go with this one first. Because the other song has a little bit of a, just a, I guess, a story to it. So, Doing It Right, featuring Panda Bear of uh, the Animal Collective, if you don't know who they are. Um, they're an experimental, like... They're oh, great. Yeah, they're really good. Um, can't really talk too much about the song. Like, it, I just really, it's repetitive, like, but it's, it's got that Animal Collective feel, and it's, it's... You know, it, it definitely has a little bit more of the Daft Punk, like, electronic feel. So it's, like, a really good, like, duo to kind of to do a collaboration. Because I remember him in the interview in the, the Collaborators Project uh, series that they did. He was, you know, asking them to, like, asking Daft Punk to remix one of his songs or, like, have him remix one of their songs. And they kept telling him, that nah, we don't do that thing often anymore or whatever. So when... They called him up and like, hey, can you come out to France? And, you know, we're doing this, we're doing this album and let's collaborate. You know, it happened and like, you know, it was like a dream for him. And the song is cool. It's a little repetitive, but like most dance music is a little repetitive. And um, I don't know. It's it's definitely a vibey song. Uh, and it, it's near the end of the record. I think it's like second to last or third to last. So um, it's a nice little uh, break from a lot of the stuff in the beginning. So uh doing it right panda bear and daft punk good collab yeah um my next song is the last song off of my album spotlight um it is called back to school and this song is like one of those uh songs that i will sing out loud when i am alone like in my car if i'm like closing up at work you know what i mean um it's like a it's not even a guilty pleasure. It's just one of those like earworms that you constantly have. It's like you ever have a hook in your head of like something stupid somebody says on a show, you know, yeah. or like or something like that, and mm -hmm. it just constantly repeats. Yeah, like I w I will have not listened to this record in a long time, and then all of a sudden this this song will come in my head. Um, <laughs> it also sounds like to me like I get I just get the feeling of summer when I hear the guitar part in this song. Um, so yeah, Back to School by uh, A Great Big Pile of Leaves is an incredible song. If you're going, if you're just chilling out by the pool, it's got like a really good vibe to it. I dig it. Yeah. My last song features one of the most, uh, uh, I guess, out of all the, the guys that they collaborated with on this record is the most like 
uh, what is it, decorated um, artist or musician. Um, I'm just going to read some of his accolades here. He is a uh, American composer, singer, songwriter, and actor. So he's everywhere, or he was everywhere. Um, he's known for writing popular songs performed by a number of acts in the 70s, including uh, a whole bunch of David Bowie songs, featured, uh, uh, Three Dogs Nights, and um, he had a, he wrote the song uh, Rainbow Connection from the Muppets movie. He wrote the love theme from the Bar- Barbara Streisand version of A Star Is Born. Um, which he won a Grammy for Song of the Year and Best Original Song uh, at the Academy Awards. He wrote the opening theme to the Love Show or the Love Boat. Um, <laughs> he's done a lot. Uh, this guy is uh, was everywhere back in the day, and uh, this song is called "Touch." And the guy I'm talking about is Paul Williams, is the other guy that they collaborate collaborated with on this record. And the song is so amazing. It is just a force. And it's got all these moving parts. And like when the song gets like to the end where it's like heavy um, with all like the brass section and the, and it's every it's it's such a great song. It's such a well composed song. And the lyrics, is a, it's a love song, a robot talking to a human. And like, you know, he knows he's a robot and he's feeling all these feelings, though. Like, where, where is this coming from? It's such a great, it's my, I think it might be my favorite song on the record. Like just the story of like what Paul's singing and it's intense and, and it's awesome and it's sad and it's everything you could think of that belongs into a song. It's good. Um, I'm not going to talk too much more about it because I, I think it's something you need to experience. You can have like 30 people tell you about it, but you won't get it until you actually hear the song. So you're hearing a little bit of it now. But once you're done, go to the playlist, listen to the song, listen to the full album if you if you have to, <laughs> like just do it, <laughs> as Nike would say. Yeah, it's it's a great record. Um, Random access memories, honestly. I really want to get my own copy of it on vinyl, um, but they do still sell it for a decent amount of money. <laughs> I so it, it's weird. I get Discogs like updates every night. You know, it's one of those like daily things that they do. Um, which I love them for. And let me pull up last night's because I was actually looking at it last night. So I have a few albums that get sent to me that, you know, tell me the best prices that are up on, on the site. So I have like Bleed American, Jimmy Eat World, um, Devil and God are Raging Inside Me, Brand New, which I was going to, that was going to be the album, but I decided to do Random Access Memories instead. And also Black Wave Arcade uh, by The Faint Link, who we were talking about the other day. But um, I have a lot of the a lot of the stuff they send me on vinyl is Random Access Memories, and right now I can get a mint condition used one for thirty four. I used one for thirty four. That's how much you could probably buy for brand new. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like it's always been like forty or fifty, and I know they have like this limited edition one that I'm probably end up going to end up buying from someone. I'm hoping like someone still has it like sealed. Um, and it comes like with like a booklet, and it's I don't know. Yeah, but the thing is, if you get it unsealed in good condition, you're only gonna like if you get it sealed, you know it's gonna be in perfect condition when you play it. But if you plan on playing it anyway, yeah, and not reselling it, the point of getting a sealed one is kind of out the window. So if you can save any money anyway, that's true. I would go with an open, like very good or mint. I'm gonna see if I can find that uh 
that one on wherever I can find on uh, on Discogs. Because um, it's it's definitely worth buying. I, I definitely want it. I just got to get a turntable, you know? Yeah. I have the uh, the um, translucent purple version of my album Spotlight Choice. I dig it. Yeah, it's really good. I got to check to see if it's warped because it was sitting on my record player for so long. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I have I do have a bonus. It's not from this album, but it is from the same band. Uh, it's from their album previous to this called Have You Seen My Prefront? prefrontal cortex uh the song is called vampires in love and it is about that yeah (laughs) they're a very simple like song title is pretty much what it's about kind of thing and the lyrics are really funny um it's about like you know we could have a picnic are you into sandwiches i'll be sure to bring a blanket it'll be the coziest I, um, I it. It's about a vampire wanting to go on a date. Um, I'll give you a, a bonus from Daft Punk. It's a live song off of a live 2007, and it's uh, what is it? Um, one more time with aerodynamics. So it's like a, um, basically the album, the live album. It's just a song goes into another song, and then like kind of mix it in between. But I love One More Time. It's such a great dance hit. Anytime it plays. I remember going to the North Wildwood Clubs with with everyone. And 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 when that song came on, I was always raging on the dance floor, acting like a lunatic. So, um, And Aerodynamic is great, too. It just breaks into Aerodynamic. And it's just great. If you watched a live like video of of this show, it's incredible. They have like this crazy like pyramid-style like set. And they're like in the pyramid. Oh, I'm sure their shows are insane yeah. with the budget they have, man. Dude, I would love <laughs> to see a random access memory like play from the back, a full band and all the guests. Like they probably only do it in four major cities. I would pay to go to New York or LA to see it. <laughs> I I don't care. I would. I it's uh, it would be such a special thing. I feel like that's what they need to do next because they're very particular in what they do. You know, they're very very yeah. particular in what they do. Like they. They haven't played live in, I don't know, forever. Um, it feels like forever now. Um, actually, the Alive tour might have been the last time they played live, like an actual like tour. I know they did the Grammys with Kanye, um, where they played Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know where where Daft Punk can go after Random Access. I don't know if you could top it. And if, if, they, if anyone could top themselves, it'd probably be them. Yeah, I don't really think that I don't think they're going to do that sound again, though. I mean, it was extremely popular for them. So I understand if they do do it, do do if they do do it again. Um, but I don't think that would be like the right move. I think I think they're taking their time. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. But honestly i had a little bit of trouble picking because i was going to do the obvious thing and pick white pony as my choice i figured that's where Um, you were going to go but (laughs) i was going to pick a romstein everybody everybody's heard white pony yeah so i didn't really want to pick that um and i kind of i mean a lot a lot of people have heard of this band but i don't think i don't think you know not nearly as many as deftones and this album is very underrated in my opinion yeah i can't wait to hear it um 
So yeah, I guess that's it for this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, very. That's sh- it for this week. It's a little bit of a shorter episode, but we're not really covering you know different um people. So yeah, it's like you know one subject and a bunch of different songs from that album. But you should definitely check out not only the one album we talked about from these people, but all their stuff. They're they're very, very, very good. It was kind of hard for me to pick. I was going to pick um, either this or the or the album before that. Gotcha. I, I, it would have been fun to throw a curveball and just pick Weezer's uh, Teal album, the cover album they just put out. <laughs> you know, I was thinking of doing that earlier this morning. <laughs> I was going to throw a curveball and just change my decision. Yeah. Oh, that would have been funny. That's a very good album, by the way. It is, man. It is. It, you know, it's funny. It's uh, so the Sweet Dreams cover. Yeah. For a minute there, I thought Annie Lennox was actually singing on the song. She might be. Yeah, she actually might be. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but like, it makes me excited for it. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? Um, what's her name? Or what's their name? Newfound Glory's new cover album. So. They're doing a cover album? They've done a whole bunch of them. Uh, from Home to Screen, I think it's called, or From Screen to Your your Stereo. And it's just like songs from movies that they would play. They've done really three, two of them now, I think. Two or three of them. I know they're coming out with a new one because my friend sent me yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've done a cover. They, they did a cover of, uh, what is that song? Um, Lisa Loeb Stay, I think it's song, or something like that. And she sang on this song, too, with them, which is which is pretty cool. So check it out. I mean, it's good. It's good. Mm. But yeah, well, that is, well, yeah, that concludes this episode of songs for the moment. Uh, check us out on Patreon. Um, there's a link in the show notes also, uh, not only to that, but to our Apple music and Spotify playlists that contain all the songs that we talked about this week on the show. Uh, you can find me at Sean songs podcast on Instagram, Sean songs cast on Twitter and uh, where can they find you at, Glenn? They can find me on all social media at Real G Rod. Um, delete your Facebook. Delete your Facebook. Delete your Facebook. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Real G Rod, you can find me. Um, and also make sure to leave a review on our Apple podcast page or wherever you uh, listen to podcasts. If there's like a review thing there, leave us a review, five star review. Let everyone know why Songs for the Moment is your favorite music podcast out there. That will do us a big favor. And uh, yeah, that is it. So for Sean and I, thank you for listening to Songs for a Moment, where every moment has a soundtrack. Later on. Later on, guys. Later on, guys.